Come on, that's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Toobes, you're exactly right. Who is accountable for this? Well, surely it's the umpires, right? They're standing there with a box of balls and they just needed to replace one that looked like the other. God, I feel like there was a play school. Or was that Sesame Street? One of these things is not like the other. Yeah. How the ball they ended up using after the one that hit Usman Kawaja in the head needed to be replaced because it had whacked out of shape. And they give them a ball that looked, what, eight overs old and still had riding on both sides. But is that just sour grapes from an Aussie who didn't experience a test win last night? Or is there something in it? Andy Bickle, a man who's been there and done it before on, what, 19 occasions for Australia in test match cricket. I reckon he would know. Bick, good morning to you. Oh, mate, I watched 57 test matches as well pretty closely. So, um, yeah. Um, no, that's but, um, oh, mate, you know, I mean, like, there's an art to this. You know, you know, being a bowler, you know, as soon as it stops swinging or whatever, you go to the umpire all the time and go, mate, it's not doing anything. Can you change it? You know, so um, there's an art to this. And the more times you complain, you know, every, every now and then you you win out. I remember Warney changed it on me in a, in a test match in Perth. And I was swinging it nicely up into the breeze and... Uh, Anyway, Warney changed it while I was down, down at Fine League getting a drink. And um, I reckon they gave us a 70 over, over ball. Was a, we had about a 40 over ball. And he changed it. And um, anyway, I didn't swing after that. And hence Brian Lara going on to get another 100. But, uh, you know, it's a bit of a luck of the draw, mate, when you change the ball. And um, you don't know what you're going to get. But, you know, let's face it, it's got to be close. And this is the part of the game that's changed. It's like the, like the bad light, right? You know, so you get bad light. Now it's in the umpire's hands. The umpires yeah. make the decision to say, we're going to go off the field. Years ago, they would say, hey, mate, you want to stay here and get hit in the head or you want to go off? But what, what are the batsmen going to say? I oh, will go off, you know. Or vice versa, they've got a chance of winning the game or setting the game up. They'll say, we'll take the risk and try and stay out there. It's exactly the same for a ball. Years ago, they would actually go to the two batsmen. Is that close or is that close? Is that happy? you happy with that? And then, therefore, they would go on from there. You know, whether they're trying to take time out of the game, but... Obviously, last night, common sense wasn't there because it looked nothing like the ball that they were, they were using and nothing was happening with that ball. And then as soon as they changed it, look, some moisture came in the air. They had the rain around, the moisture in the air. And you can get that in English conditions. The next day, it swung around. It, it did everything. So, look, we did well to get close, I reckon, uh, with the way that ball was moving around early in the morning. So, uh, you know, it was a good run chase. But in the end, England was just too good. Fantastic uh, series, and we'll get into that in just a moment. But can you take us through the process? I mean, how does it work? You, you're still part of the Queensland setup. You see it in domestic cricket. Is the same process at, at first class level as in test level, like with the amount of balls they have to choose from, and and how do they how do they keep them? How do they select them? Is there, is there a process? Is there are there rules and regulations around it? Can you can you shine some light on that? Well, well, the, the the main thing is is what they try and do is get some balls that are being used in in conditions um, in similar conditions. So therefore, they might even write on there with a with a, a small a marker pen, you know, that this ball is forty two overs old or yeah. or whatever, and put back in a box. And then they present this box. You know, the third or fourth umpire, or the fourth umpire, or the third umpire will present that box to the on field umpires and say, yes, we have a problem with the ball. Bring out those spare balls. And then, therefore, it's as simple as choosing one that looks the same as the other one. You don't try and go for something that's, you know, because, yes, the, the surface, no doubt, would have got rougher and roughed up the ball, yes. So, therefore, you know, it's 40 overs old 
or whatever. But that 40-over ball could have been used in Manchester last week where the outfield was green and what have you, you know. So it's, sometimes it's, it's what it looks like and the conditions that you're playing on, and maybe that's where they've got it a little bit wrong. Oh, so maybe big... there was the same amount of overs in the ball, but um, therefore yeah. it was just a little bit newer. So, so there's, not a bo- there's not a box of balls at each ground. What, they take balls with them from the, the, the series? Is that They, they will take them around, yeah, because they're yeah. test cricket balls and they, you know, they're produced – only for test cricket, you know. Um, oh, right, so yeah. that, which is quite interesting where somewhere like, you know, the Kookaburra ball in Australia where it's very generic, you might just, you know, have the ones in Brisbane or whatever. But I'd imagine, um, you know, the uh, the spare balls will be just those, those hand-selected juke balls that, that, um, that they would take around from the series. So maybe there that's the, you know, from going from one end of the country to the other mm. might have cost us in the end. Well, there we go. Andy Bickle, uh, shining the light, giving us a fascinating insight in, into, well, not Sandpaper Gate, forget that. This is what new ball gate, new old ball gate, uh, red rock gate, whatever it yeah. may be. It's, and, and, Mate, and, and, and I'm telling you, it's a game you've got to play at the umpire, you know. Yeah. Next, you've got to get into the, the annoying point where he goes, righto, mate, we'll change it, you know, and then you go, oh, I hope they give us a good one. And this is the case. They, England won the won the raffle. They they got a good ball in return. So, and, um, fair play to them. Yeah, and, and I take what Ricky Ponting was saying. With I mean, obviously we know what Ricky's done in the game, but he was watching from the commentary box and a lot like us watching at home. And and he had his say. We all saw how different it was. Yep. But when Uzi comes out and says, "I've opened every time in this series," and what this ball was doing compared to everything else, it was it was chalk and cheese. So there's a bit of credence in that, mate. On the series, um, did we get what we deserved from a fan's point of view and this Australian team's point of view? Look, what, a, what an amazing series. That's all I can say. And, um, you know, it's just a pity that the time difference and you couldn't sit up and watch this enthralling, uh, this enthralling cricket that was going on. Every game, every hour, every, every session, there was something happening with the game. And, you know... I, yeah, I feel a little bit sorry for the Aussie bowlers. Uh, you know, like, yes, they knew they were going into a bit of a storm, but mm. Jesus, they, they absolutely copped it. You know, you know, Josh Hazelwood, I think he bowled five maidens for the, for, the, for, the whole, for the whole tournament, you know, five or six maidens. Um, you know, Pat Cummins the same. They bowled eight maidens, you know. They've, they've, they've built themselves up on, this, on playing in Australia and keeping the game tight, keeping the scoreboard going nowhere. And fair play to to Baz Baz and Baz Ball or Stokesy Ball, whatever you want to call it. Mm. You know they've they've come out and attacked our, our bowlers and um, and really put them under pressure. You know there was England in the series have bowled 178 maidens and Australia bowled 34. So there's the difference in Baz Ball. And all it is is putting pressure back on the bowler. That's exactly what it is. And they did it to the nth degree. Look, Australia played the old way, traditional. Wait till it, wait till they get a loose ball and whack it, and and um, maybe just maybe um, Australia might have to start to bring a bit of this sort of stuff into the into their game um, to put that pressure back on the bowlers. But it's going to take a little little period for for this to happen. You know, um, someone like David Warner, you might say, has been playing that in his career all the way through, and you know, you're going to have the good days and the bad days when. Davey comes out and blasts 100 in a session and everyone goes, oh, that was awesome, you know, and a bit like Adam Gilchrist. So 
you know, you sort of start to think about the game in a way and how, how it looks for Australia, but what a, an outstanding series. It was just awesome to watch and um, and sit back and enthrall. England, they're absolutely going mad in the streets over there. They haven't seen anything like this for a long, long time. So the support of cricket over there, which is great because we know we've got a strong India. They love, you know, the, the, the Indian fans are huge for our game and do so much, but when you've got a strong England as well, which is, is what the game needs and to keep looking after our game. So it, test cricket live and well, you must yeah. have to say. Yeah, Big, you, you heard the crowd when uh, that final wicket was taken by Stuart Broad. And it, it could have been a, you know, a Wembley final. And you go, that was a cricket crowd. It was so loud. And they've been like that through the entire series. I think it's magnificent for test cricket what England are doing. Whether other countries, whether Australia need to replicate it. But, but the one thing from a bowling point of view, how to combat baseball, I don't know if we did that Right. I saw what happened when we pitched them up and put them on line and length, and we actually had some success in this final test. We actually knocked them over. Uh, did we, yeah, look, did we get it wrong? Yeah, you did. You're, right. You're spot on there. You know, in a, in a way, look, batsmen still get out the same way they normally get out. Yeah. You know, and if Zach, Zach, Zach Crawley nicking off to second slip, that's how he gets out, or if it's one running back in to, to knock over, you know, uh, uh, Ben Duckett, you know, uh, it, it, that's still the way you get out. That's their fault. In the meantime, they're trying to put the pressure back onto you. So it's up to you to, to, to come away with that. And at times, I felt, when there's a new batsman to the crease, you are vulnerable in the first 10 to 15 balls you face. That potentially, why don't we have a few slips there and go back to the normal part again of cricket? And we yeah. didn't do that. We kept that um, short pitch bowling, which, which, you know, admittedly, because England were trying to score so quickly, they got their totals in a short space of time. So we didn't really have to go into that that ugly zone when you're over into 100 and, 110 overs in, a, in, a, in an innings. You know, we're, we're only, I think, we're about, about 80, 80 and 90 overs. This is about the most we ever bowled in yeah. one innings to, to England because um, they were coming at us so hard and, 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 and that sort of stuff. But still, there was some moments I felt that potentially our... our our decision making, um, and that, whether that was Paddy or whether it was a team team in team um, culture, to actually stick to that plan, um, I felt we could have changed it up at certain times and 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 just yeah just read 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 the game a little bit better um, instead of just going on that defensive side of things and letting the batsmen dictate terms. What one final one, Bick, and I reckon you are the perfect man to answer this uh, and to see what you see on a daily, weekly basis with the Queensland Bulls, with domestic cricket, with first-class cricket, with Shield cricket. David Warner, as we know, is going to hang them up in his terms after the SCG test, the New Year's test. Who is and who should be the next opener for Australia alongside Aussie? Oh, look... I think his little brother, and his little brother is Matthew Renshaw. Um, and, uh, you know, it'll be, I think it's just a turf perfect. They they hang out together, um, and Uz is going to be around for a little bit longer, and I think it's just a great time for him just to mentor um, Matt Renshaw at the other end and, and, and give him a few games, give him a go. He's such a brilliant player. He's a big man. He reminds me of a lot of Matthew Hayden, and if someone reminds you of Matthew Hayden, I think you should probably give him a go. Um, and uh, I think we've just got a, a beautiful mix there. They, you know, they've, Aussie's been mentoring 
Matt Renshaw for quite a while now. They hang out together. They play a lot of tennis and golf together and their families hang out all the time. And I think if there's anyone can nurture someone through, you know, a, a rebirth of test cricket as well. Let's go to the face that Matty's got a pretty good record at <laughs> this test cricket yeah. level. Um, could he went over and handled the ashes? I'm not sure. Maybe we should have put a bit more energy into him before he went over. And um, and he did that. He went to New Zealand just before the ashes and he got hundreds over in New Zealand in, in the Australia A game. So he's doing all the right things. He's got some good runs for us last year. So um, for me, the runs are on the board for Matty. Yes, you know, he's just had a, a young baby young young baby, and um, he's growing up very quickly. So it's a good sign for Australian cricket. And if, if, you know, he is so talented. He's, he's, probably, he's probably our most talented batsman in our squad. So um, he's just arrived back in Brisbane a couple of days. He had a bat here yesterday at the Oval, and um, he was out running around the track here before. So um, he's really keen to get into it. We have got some Australia A matches coming up against New Zealand, so which will be really good and timely for that next next person. Can Davy Warner get through the end of the summer? Oh, I don't think so. Look, if you're going to have a re- have a retirement. It's still abroad. Didn't he do it beautifully? His last yeah. shot in first-class cricket was a six, and he got the winning wicket in his last test match. So a nice way for him to go out and what he's done in the game. But, um, you know, we're going to have to blood someone pretty quickly, I reckon, and um, and get them in, into this summer. So maybe um, Davey doesn't get that song song, song in, in Sydney at the SCG. Vic, it is always a pleasure, mate, picking your brain, having a chat. One of the all-time greats as far as Queensland's concerned. Should have played a hell of a lot more cricket for this country than he did. And one of the all-time nice blokes. You continue on at AB Field, mate. Talk to you as the uh, summer approaches. Cheers, Benny. Take care, mate. There we go. A- Andy Bickle. He's, he, I reckon he makes a really good point. Does Davey Warner see the start of the summer if he's not going to be there for the entire summer? He is going to be there for the entire Pakistan series on his timeline. But does George Bailey and Tony Donamade, the selectors, have to pull the trigger early? Do we just start afresh this summer? Because remember what's happening in between. There's a one-day World Cup where David Warner, well, he's going to be part of that, isn't he? So do we leave that as his swan song? It's a World Cup one in India one day. Huh? 13, 13, 55, 0467, 736, 736. Doing it today all thanks to Macca's proud sponsors, the Little Legends supporting grassroots sport here in Queensland.